Tom Swarbrick on LBC. It is Friday, it is nearly six o'clock, the sun is over the yardarm and around the country. Families massed together close to the radio in hushed, hushed anticipation of one of UK Radio's weekly treats. From Washington DC, crackling its way over the Atlantic, is Simon Marks, American Week. Tom, I suppose that in the great sweep of human history, eight days is not even a blink of the eye. But that's how long it took for the midterm elections here finally to be settled. It's official. Just moments ago, NBC News projected that Republicans will take control of the House with what will likely be a razor-thin margin. California's 27th district, this win for Republicans is the 218th seat. And that seat clinched it. The Republicans can look forward to controlling the House of Representatives starting in January, a development that led to a host of other rapid-fire events on Capitol Hill. Yesterday, Democrat Nancy Pelosi, currently the Speaker of the House of Representatives, bowed to the inevitable, knowing that next year she'll be handing the gavel over to a Republican, probably Congressman Kevin McCarthy, the first woman ever to serve in a position that is second in line for the presidency, announced that at 82 she's moving to the back benches. I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. For me, the hours come for a new generation to lead the Democratic caucus that I so deeply respect. And she took one more swipe at Donald Trump and the mob of election deniers he unleashed on Capitol Hill in January of last year, indicating that the Republicans' generally disappointing performance in the midterms had pulled democracy back from the brink. With these elections, the people stood in the breach and repelled the assault on democracy. They resoundingly rejected violence and insurrection, and in doing so, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. A patriotic quote there from the country's national anthem. Many Republicans, including Kevin McCarthy, weren't in the chamber for that speech, citing their need to attend meetings, which is the equivalent of giving the 20-year veteran of the Democratic Party's leadership on Capitol Hill the finger. But hours later, we discovered what some of those meetings were all about. We're releasing a report today that details what we have uncovered. We're also sending letters to the Biden administration officials and Biden family associates renewing our request for voluntary production of documents relevant to this investigation. Congressman James Comer of Kentucky, the Republican who is now expected to become chairman of the House Oversight Committee in January. With Republicans in charge, you can kiss goodbye to the congressional investigation into the deadly January the 6th riots by Donald Trump's mob and instead say hello to fresh probes of the Biden family. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, the president of the United States, and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. And we will pursue all avenues, avenues that have long been ignored. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. He is only just gargling in the wings, but returning to the stage this week, the man who first publicly claimed that the Bidens are an organized crime family. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Donald Trump making it official in an appearance before his supporters at his Mar-a-Lago estate on Tuesday night. Together we will be taking on the most corrupt forces and entrenched interests imaginable. Our country is in a 
horrible state. We're in grave trouble. This is not a task for a politician or a conventional candidate. This is a task for a great movement. In an hour-long appearance that, at least in its opening 30 minutes, seemed to lack energy, Trump offered his darkest assessment yet of where the U.S. finds itself. Joe Biden, he said, has reduced the country to ashes, a nation racked with pain, hardship, anxiety and despair. Trump falsely claimed that the economy had never been stronger than it was during his time in office, that he had presided over decades without war, which is odd since he only governed the country for four years, He vowed that in a second Trump term, drug dealers will be executed on the evening of their criminal convictions. Crime will be cut by 80%, though how that miracle will be achieved went unexplained. Members of the military fired for refusing COVID-19 vaccines will get their jobs back along with an apology and full back pay. Gender insanity, whatever that is, will be outlawed and saying that he himself is a victim of persecution, he vowed to neuter the investigative agencies that are coming after him. The gravest threats to our civilization are not from abroad, but from within. None is greater than the weaponization of the justice system, the FBI and the DOJ. We must conduct a top-to-bottom overhaul to clean out the festering rot and corruption of Washington, D.C. Drain the Swamp 2.0. Over on Twitter, as Trump's speech continued, the chattering classes in Washington were engaged in fits of mirth, convincing themselves that Trump's bid for re-election is dead on arrival. Scorn was poured on his address by pundits who never saw him coming the first time around and now are convinced the jig is up, the air rapidly departing his balloon. It may be, but in a national poll, Republicans still name him their number one choice for the party's president presidential nomination, and some potential rivals for that role are already facing uncomfortable questions about their historic ties to Donald Trump. Whatever role I and my family play in the Republican Party, I think we'll have better choices. Better choices. Than my old running mate. Former Vice President Mike Pence appearing on a CNN televised town hall meeting to publicize his new memoir, in which he belatedly accuses Donald Trump of reckless behavior on January the 6th that put his life and the lives of his family members in danger. So, CNN's Jake Tapper wondered... You know better than anyone in a a bad way what those election lies can mean in terms of crowds being incited. Mm. I was surprised to see you campaigning for two people who lied about the election. Why did you endorse them? Why did you support them? Why did you campaign for them? Well, you know, I've often said I'm a Christian, a conservative, and a Republican in that order. But I'm a Republican. It didn't mean, as it hasn't meant in the past, that I agree with every statement or every position candidates that I'm supporting in the Republican Party have taken. Um, But... uh, But I was pleased to do it. Those questions aren't going away, and so some Republican leaders are simply refusing to take them. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, widely presumed to be mulling a presidential bid. We just finished this election, okay? People just need to chill out a little bit on some of this stuff. I mean, seriously. And Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader in the Senate. The way I'm going to go into this presidential primary season is to stay out of it. I don't have uh, a dog in that fight. On the other side of the aisle, there's a bit of dodging and weaving going on. Here's Michelle Obama also hawking a new book in an interview with ABC's Robin Roberts. Do you hope that President Biden will run again in 2024? You know, I, 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 
I will have to see. I, I mean, probably if I hadn't been through it, I'd feel more cavalier about opining on it. But I know it's it's a personal call. Joe Biden has a significant birthday on Sunday. Already the country's oldest sitting president. His 80th will conveniently occur on the day his granddaughter is getting married at the White House. Wedding cake is likely to be more in evidence than birthday cake. At the end of a week in which Nancy Pelosi decided that at 82, her time in the national spotlight is coming to an end. Many Democrats wonder, and some hope, Tom, that Joe Biden will soon reach a similar decision. From Washington, D.C., Simon Marks, American Week.